Support for this podcast and the following message come from Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey. Jack Daniels is the oldest, mellowest, whiskiest whiskey, and every drop is made in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Jack Daniels, turning nights into stories since 1866. Please drink responsibly. From NPR Music, it's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. On Friday, April 17th, Fiona Apple released her stunning new record called Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Fans have been waiting eight years to hear a new album from Fiona Apple, and it was well worth the wait. To celebrate the release, NPR Music's Ann Powers, Marissa LaRusso, and I had a live online listening party. We played the full record on NPR Music's YouTube channel while tens of thousands of people joined in. They commented, listened along, and when it was all over, we talked about Fiona Apple's new songs, what they meant, and where they fit in with her remarkable career. But first, Ann Powers offered some context for the album and how we finally got to hear it. As you said, Bob, it's the first Fiona Apple record in many years, eight years, um, and originally slated for October release. But in March, Fiona offered a little Instagram post in which she said in sign language, my record is done. And of course, things started to just bubble up and go crazy right at that moment because her fans, they crave her music so much. A month later, a little bit more, less than a month later, she announced that she was moving the release date of the record up from October to April. And we need it, you know? I mean, here we are. We're all alone together these days in our crazy world situation. And what do we need more than a statement from one of the great artists about the power of creativity, making art in your home? She made this record in her home and and about self-determination. I was on Twitter last night when the album dropped and people were losing their minds. <laughs> Truly, like I'm, I've rarely seen anything like it. Immediately, this is the best reviewed record of the year, a rare perfect score on Pitchfork, uh, that publication with its notorious scoring system. And especially women, I think, were ex- exclaiming that this is just what we need right now. Marissa, what should we be listening for as we all listen to this record? I feel like there are three things in particular that would be good to listen for. The first is the percussive nature of these songs. In a profile of Fiona Apple in The New Yorker a little while ago, Fiona talked about how she kind of built these songs from the ground up, the ground being rhythm. There's a real rhythmic drive to a lot of the songs on this record. The next thing that I noticed about it was just how funny it is. I think for, you know, as much as we often praise Fiona Apple for being this really intense, really introspective, emotive songwriter. She's also really witty. And I think that that really shows up on this record. And the third thing is the dogs. Fiona's dog, Mercy, (laughs) is a featured performer on the record, as well as several other um, dogs in her general orbit. Uh, So I would keep an ear out for the dogs too. So at this point, we played the full record. And if you haven't listened to it, you should. You can listen now, stop the podcast and come back. But fans left comments and thoughts and questions during our live chat as we all listened. And when the album finished, we tried to make sense of what we'd heard and what we'd learned along the way, starting with Ann Powers. I learned so much from the uh, folks in the chat room. So many interesting connections, you know, whether it was hearing Beyonce and Erica Badu in the music or hearing, you know, samba rhythms or so many different things people were bringing up. I feel like I know the album so much better now just after that listen with all of y'all. 
Yeah, you talk about the rhythms. I mean, that that's sort of central. Melody is not central. I mean, she is the melody where there is melody. Let's talk about some of that. There are, there are credits that went Fiona on chair, <laughs> as in hitting a chair. I would say, I mean, one thing I was thinking about as I was listening to this was the fact that she really drew from the things that were in her home, like in and around her space in order to build these songs. And I think uh, it just struck me as a person who's been in my home, not going anywhere for so long. <laughs> Fiona is absolutely the kind of artist who would see that kind of experience and turn it into a way to make music as opposed to a limitation, which is really beautiful. Some interesting connections. Uh, you know, Fiona has been associated with this scene in Los Angeles around the Club Largo for many years and some connections with that scene. Tom Waits, I think, is a big influence on this record. Yeah. And also Chad Blake, who mixed the record, did a lot of the engineering on the record, worked with Los Lobos members on a really amazing record years ago called Latin Playboys. And I encourage everyone to go listen to that record because it does very similar things with rhythm. I think Fiona has such open ears and you hear, you know, so many African diaspora influences on this, so much hip hop influence on this record. And and also David Garza, I must shout out one of my favorites for many, many years, who whose own music is also adventurous in this way. The great Austin based musician. We had a question from somebody uh, while this was playing uh, and it, they asked uh, about our thoughts on uh, Fiona, Fiona Apple's use of black musical traditions on this album. I definitely always hear that in Fiona's music. And I think grounding this project in rhythm brings it to the fore. A few people in the chat mentioned Lemonade and honestly, who could not have been influenced by Lemonade or at least you know aware that we are living in a universe where Beyonce's Lemonade is such a primary text. So. You know, but for Fiona, this is going right back to her her very beginnings and her childhood in New York City, where coming up as a po a young poet and an aspiring musician, she would set Maya Angelou poems to music. That's how she learned. And thanks to whoever reminded me of that in the chat, that's how she learned to make music. So I think this is right back to her absolute root. Isn't drum set like a song that was from when she was a teenager? Yeah, I think 15. I think, I think I, yeah. Um, yeah. And oh, another thing jazz. Let's not, we can talk about jazz later, but I'll just say the word jazz. The drum set is gone and the rug it was on is still here screaming at me. Why did you take it all away? Why did you take it all away? I was thinking about the idea that how so much of her past is part of this record and in the words, but it really brings you to the present on who she is 
Do you want to talk a little about how she sees herself now through those eyes of the past and experiences of the past? Yeah, I think, you know, the very first song on this album opens with her thinking about how like time is fleeting and everything is meaningless, but that doesn't mean that the desire that she feels for love, for connection is any less important. And it doesn't mean that she feels it any less. And I feel like that kind of wisdom, like Fiona has always been a wise songwriter who's trying to look for bigger truths than just you know, what we experience in the everyday. But I feel like that wisdom is so present throughout this record. I know in interviews around this record, she's talked about, you know, thinking about her younger self when she first started making music and was kind of pushed into the spotlight and treated pretty terribly by a lot of the press for being a young woman who was emotional and intense and made really vibrant music. She was thinking back on that version of herself and how, you know, she wanted to be kinder to that self and also stand up for herself more in a way that her, you know, 18 year old self wasn't able to do and that you can really hear that in this record. I think that the songs, Marissa, you had mentioned this in the chat, that are about relationships with women are very crucial. Mm -hmm. And going all the way back to, you know, the song Shamika about mm -hmm. uh, a, a middle school experience. And who knows if there was a real Shamika or if that character is a composite, but the experience of being bullied by other girls in middle school is such a universal one. Shamika said I had potential. 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 I used to march down the windy, windy sidewalk, slapping my leg with the riding crop, thinking it made me come off so tough. I didn't smile because a smile always seemed rehearsed. I wasn't afraid of the bullies, and that just made the bullies worse. In class, I'd pass the time, drawing a slash for every time the second hand went by. A group of five done 12 times was a minute, but Shamika said I had potential. 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 And I really appreciate that she's reaching back at the level of maturity she's at, having compassion in a way for her bully, uh, also seeing how much she invested in a simple statement, you know? As someone in the chat said, I bet the phrase Shamika uh, said I had potential has been in Fiona Apple's head for decades. And we all have that. Who doesn't have that, you know? Yeah, and I think too, like there's wisdom and compassion here, but she still has moments where she's wrestling with jealousy and confusion and frustration with other women um, and, and trying to like 
battle with both of those impulses, the impulses to forgive and be open and warm with other women. And, you know, the way that we're conditioned to compete and feel jealousy um, with other women. I like that she brings us through all of that instead of just kind of giving us this like, well, now I'm enlightened and here's my wisdom and you all can learn from my experience. She really wants us to go through those experiences with her in these songs. Um, I love that. The one thing that I kept seeing over and over again, because I, I, I love that comment, and I think that feeling all of this as a little community today <laughs> meant so much to some so many people. Uh, someone said, uh, is, is this a return to hearing a full album as intended? Uh, mm -hmm. The emotional arc of a record uh, has COVID-19 self-isolation brought us back in time to attentive listening. And, you know, look, we had this moment and, and I love that. And I hope we can have more moments like this. Who knows that it will last, but I do believe and think that we don't do that enough. Well, Bob, I was also thinking of you making music with others alone together during this period, because I think the model for music making that this record offers is also so important that she made this record in her home with a, a band that she selected who she knew would be the perfect collaborators open to any experiment. And I mean, that's already been happening for, for a while, but if anything, this crisis is going to bring artists back into the, the ground of their process. And I feel this is, that is another reason, you know, along with the, the politics of women's liberation and self-expression that this record represents it is that act of music making that's so liberating about this record and offers us something for the future so that means marissa you need to pick up your guitar start hitting chairs and making uh, <laughs> a record in in, in your home <laughs> i feel inspired no i uh, i read somewhere that fiona said that she has never really been comfortable with the concept of jamming which i also have never been comfortable with so i loved to yeah. hear that but that these collaborators were people that she felt comfortable like taking risks and trying things and you know hitting a chair for percussion and i think you can hear that on the record that that it's like it's it's in process and it's an experiment and it's not super polished and they're like you know if the dogs are barking in the background she kept that in because that added to the song rather than trying to go into a studio and make everything like perfect and shiny and exact and th and that's the beauty you speak about making music at home um i do that all the time and the beauty of that is time mm -hmm. you do it on your own time the olden days when i first started making records with tiny desk unit was you go into a studio it's a couple of hundred dollars an hour and mm -hmm. you are like how do you get the emotion i don't know how people did it how do you pull the emotions out of you without fakery you know without like mm -hmm. pushing it in a way that doesn't feel genuine when i'm at home and it's 11 o'clock at night and no one's around I feel so free to make the sounds without judgment and people on the other side of a piece of glass and all that stuff. And I think that's what I sense from that music making. It's why the dogs are running around the house. She just was doing stuff and making stuff and the door was open and the dogs came in. It wasn't like there was intent for the dogs to be on the record. It's just, you feel the room, you feel her life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love that about this record.
in Jen Pelly's review in Pitchfork, I think the last line of it is that this music is free. You know, it, yeah. it represents freedom in so many different ways. Exactly what you're saying, Bob, the process of music making, the, the permission she's giving herself to say things, both, you know, inspiring things, but also sometimes kind of, you know, ugly things or challenging things, um, you know, confronting her deepest traumas and struggles, but also, you know, as Marissa, you pointed out, the humor, the jokes, the playfulness, this is what, you know, a free mind and soul is really about, is having room for all of that. And and you don't always hear that on, you know, on a recording, things can become so polished, so streamlined, so uh, directed toward affecting us in a certain way. And it's a gift that Fiona's giving us. And it's ev evocative of many artists who've gone before her, of course. People have mentioned Diamanda Galas, for example, or PJ Harvey, or, you know, there's so many people you can mention. But Fiona is uniquely free, I think. People like us, we play with a heavy balloon. We keep it up to keep the devil at bay, but it always falls way too soon. NPR Music fan Powers and Marissa LaRusso talking about the new Fiona Apple record during our live listening party. The album Fetch the Bolt Cutters is out now for NPR Music. I'm Bob Boylan. It's All Songs Considered. With a heavy balloon. We keep it up to keep the devil at bay, but it always falls way too soon. I spread it like strawberries. I climb like peas and I 